Hello, and welcome to another Music Conversation podcast right behind us. I'm your host, Brandon Daniel, of the Seattle band BD and the Sheiks. Today, I got to speak with Wyatt Blair. Uh, Wyatt Blair is a solo artist from Southern California who is very much doing his own thing, charting his own course, and has his own unique blend of um, rock and roll, circa 80s inspired, but very pop, a very fun. It seems like a concept that's completely uh, realized, and uh, and that's what, part of what makes it so much fun. And you'll get to hear what I mean, and then you'll get to hear uh, Wyatt talk about it, and how you know it's not all intentional, as the good stuff usually is not. All right, here we go. This is Wyatt Blair. things it's i guess it's just the complexities of like growing up and having your influences kind of change also literally that first album was recorded in a garage right um i i you know all my records i record myself mm-hmm. and at that time i was maybe five years ago i you know I didn't know as much about recording as i do now mm-hmm. and i still don't know much about recording i'll probably say the same thing about the record I just put out five years from now. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. So, you know, I, I just, I had an eight track and I did it in a garage and on eight tracks. That's all I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wanted to make a very simple kind of garage rock record, mm-hmm. but more in the pop. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember what I, what I was thinking back then, but that's just what it came out to be. You just yeah, always yeah. had an affinity for like pop hooks. Um, I guess I just I've always I always I like all kinds of music, but mm-hmm. pop music just sticks to me. It's like glue or something, and it yeah. it's harder to let go of. It's easy to digest, and it's like a nice healthy meal. Right. You you just want to keep eating more, and it just sticks well, and you it's easy to digest, and but, but yeah, I don't know, and and then it just morphed into this record, and. uh I don't know. I just I I kind of want all my records to be different. I don't want to pigeonhole myself. Sure. You know, just with doing the same thing. So the next one's going to be totally different than this one. Um. Do you already have an idea of how? Um. Sort of. I mean, I I would. I've always wanted to make a really stripped down, kind of more acoustic record. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if that's what it's going to turn out to be, but I have some songs in 
on acoustic guitar that I'm going to start messing with. Are they purposely, and I ask this like in a way that it's actually something I can relate to conceptually, but like, are they purposefully um, like going to be weird or are they purposely going to be sweet? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I try and be super literal and like subjective with my music. So uh-huh. I try not to put anything on it. It's just whatever comes to me at the moment when I write sure. a song sure. is what it is. And I guess if, if it's something weird, then it turns out that way. If it's sweet, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah. think it'd be, I think the next one will be a very straightforward record in a sense. That's interesting. Cause it seems like you have been writing a wave of a concept you know, like yeah. it, it's, it's funny that you say, and I totally understand what you mean writing wise, mm-hmm. but like, it seems like you've been very high concept and I mean high by the, by the, yeah, that's the of, whole point. Yeah. yeah. Every record has a concept that yeah. I've always been, that's always my, been my way of doing it. It's so you kind of like just a, get in a concept mode and then let it flow. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's basically like all songs and I I mean I could take any of the songs from the first record and just record them differently and use the gear I use for Point of Return and it would sound like Point of Return. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um but it's more of like yeah, I guess cons- it's just con- I guess all my albums are concept albums. Mm-hmm. Um so the the new ones more like a workout record or something. I don't know. How, I don't know. And then the first one is more of like a joke and a comedy uh-huh. uh, spin on like glam music and power pop and garage rock or. Yeah, whatever. yeah. I was. I'm glad that you brought up the the glam music thing because I was with the latest record. I was thinking, oh, I mean, surprisingly, I'm hearing T Rex like Mark Bull and rhythms, but they've just been like blown out with that '80s, you know, power pop you know, rock thing. Interesting. Which was interesting to see. I just looked briefly into like some of the reviews and stuff and, and it was interesting to see that they like had many of those landmark terms too, but they didn't mention anything about the Mark Bull and it was that, is that an influence on you? Cause it, feels um, like it is. I guess I think everything's an influence on me mm-hmm. in a sense. I mean, I love T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, it wasn't like uh conscious uh this is seeping into my rhythm this is no rhythm definitely I not like. no i never ever try and do that it's more of just like a, a feeling that, that i'm trying to chase after yeah in a song like i know that that feeling i'm trying to get and i just try and search for it try and make yeah. it like sonically happen i guess yeah well and i love that too but some of your uh even newest singles too like the way that they move from you know a uh type of 80s song that you think you know like i think i know where you're going and then the next but as soon as you take the corner into the chorus you know it's just a way more you know way different of a of a 80s song than i expected mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i loved it but i mean being that these are concept you know records um or just even high concept in, in style. Um, do you get tired of people saying, you know, like trying to do that? Like say, oh, these are 80 songs or whatever. Yeah, of course. I mean, 
Because I, I have really to take that, that also with a grain of salt. Because I, I I don't know. I guess like if people just view it as an '80s revival record, sure you can coin it like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I used 80s gear to record it, sure. <laughs> it's like, they're just songs, you know? And they're just yeah. songs I wrote and lyrics that were based around a similar concept uh-huh. on, like, breaking through and, like, never letting go and yeah. shit like that. And that, that was the whole concept behind the record. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't get too upset because I think it would be redundant for me to be upset because it's, it's very obvious. Um, it's, like, intentionally know, obvious. I guess, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's, my goal wasn't to make an '80s revival record. It, uh-huh. You know, it was it was more to totally self indulgently just try and push myself to do something different. I've never tried to you know make a record with that kind of sonic qualities, yeah. and I've never used gear like that before. So uh-huh. for me, it was more like a, ch- a challenge as a re- recording engineer uh-huh. and producer. Yeah, because uh, usually it's just like oh, I got some guitars and a drum set. Cool, let's make it work. So I just wanted to try something new and then it just turned into what it is and are you interested in like becoming more of a producer too in the sense that you know that you you're recording other artists like ty seagull recording lalu's recently or something like that uh i'm interested in it but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a total control freak mm-hmm. and i i don't know I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if, if someone would want to work with me on that kind of level in the studio. Yeah. Unless they, I don't know. I feel like every artist has what, a vision on what they want to sound like, and uh, for me, it I I have to record myself. I don't think I'll record right. an album with someone else because I know exactly what I want it to sound like. Yeah, and you I have wouldn't the patience want to to find that sound. I guess. Because that's a different type of patience. Like I don't have that. I mean, I like I have to go to somebody else who I trust to help me find the sound. Like I'll stand by them and make sure that they're getting things the way that I want them yeah. or as close to as possible. But I can't. I don't have the focus and the patience to like learn this equipment. Yeah, for me, that's the whole fun part. Yeah, I think like, that's. I cool, feel like though. yeah, I'm just as equal as writing the song. I like trying to get the recording to sound like what I envision it to sound in my head. Interesting. And I'll I'll never get there, you know, even with this record, it's still not exactly how I wish it sounded, but it's close enough to where I had to throw the towel in. I was like, it's done. It's Mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And I don't know if I'm working with another band, you know, I guess I'd work if someone was just like, yo, here's my songs, do your shit to it. And I could totally just, freely do it sure yeah. that'd be super fun yeah but i feel like most artists aren't like that in a sense you know like what, what the concept though thing sorry i can't get off the concept thing but like because it seems so well packaged like the moment i saw you know one of the clips from your uh, music video on burger you know instagram or whatever i was just like oh cool what's this <laughs> you know like <laughs> Cause, because you matched, I mean, the visual, before you hit the, you know, uh, sound button on Instagram, all you have is the visual. And the visual that you were giving in your music video was so like, oh, this music is going to be something 80s inspired awesome. Like I could tell from the visual first. So mm-hmm. that part, how did that 
end up working out and we won't be like stuck on this the whole time oh so I, i'm fine with it um it, the, i guess the whole concept behind the record was really um about never giving up and like chasing your dreams and breaking mm-hmm. the chains and like it's supposed to be a very like free you know pump up record mm-hmm. that's at least what i was trying to go for with with the lyrics and and the songs and for me it was t- totally not me you know it's totally yeah. like my alter ego which is you know, like I don't songs. wear earrings and leather gloves. Right. I'm like, it's not who I am. <laughs> yeah. I love doing it. And it was it's, awesome. You know, and I feel yeah. like it's just a lot of people, or at least in the past, I would be scared to, you know. Yeah. What are you, what are you listening to right now? And I'd be like mm, Britney Spears, but I couldn't say Britney Spears. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, Velvet Underground or something. I don't know. <laughs> and it, over time, I just get, I just had to like give up. And I was like, yeah. yo, I like Britney Spears. Britney Spears is the fucking shit. Sorry. And I think I just gave up, and I think it was maybe self-indulgent, and uh-huh. the whole record turned out to be just like a self-indulgent, trying not to hide or pretend anything, and just being... Go for, going, going further with f- it. Yeah, exactly. Like, trying to do something that I've never done before, but... And the visuals just came along, I guess, after the music, and uh-huh. um, it was easy. My friend was had... My mom gave me her leather jacket that she used to wear a long time ago, and it's oh, been hanging true. in my closet. And I was like, oh, I could maybe put this to some use. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just found some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I had some leather gloves from my uh, Halloween party or something a few years right. ago. I was like, oh, I'll put those on. Yeah. Well, and I love the power moves too. Like you know, like the the fist in the air. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. It's supposed to be the whole, you know, it's been one of vibe my, of the record. One of my favorite ways to like dance when a when a band is is really killing it over the last like, God, I don't even know, like ten years, is to ironically do that eighties like pump of the fist. Yeah, you know, just like this. totally. Yeah, that's that's the vibe I was trying to. <laughs> it's great. The feeling I was trying to capture. Yeah, it's my favorite too. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if it's generational or what, but like, you know, I just feel like guys have been, there's been a lot of people wanting some part of that vibe that you only got out of a certain period in the eighties. Like they don't want to lose all of it. Mm -hmm. Like sure. Some, you know, maybe some of the mascara and big hair, Mm -hmm. but all that other like crazy stuff was actually pretty fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Hence why people still think muscle cars are cool. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. El Caminos. Definitely. Um, you recorded in Arizona uh, this record, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you from Arizona? No, I grew up in Orange County, oh, California. Okay. And my family moved to, my mom and dad moved out mm-hmm. to northern Arizona two years ago. Oh. And... Uh, I just get stir crazy in LA and I can't record there. I, it's too stuffy and sure. I, it's inspiring in a weird way, mm-hmm. you know, like post-apocalyptic way. Yeah. I'm scared for my life, inspiring, <laughs> but I can't actually physically. It's too expensive to have a place to like record or yeah. to create, and that's quiet and not you know, total chaos. So I just went to my my folks' place. And then set up some stuff and was there for two weeks, two or three weeks, and just recorded the whole thing. So you made a makeshift studio. It wasn't even like you went Total to your buddy's studio yeah. or anything like Total, that. Total, like, I mean, anyone 
could record point of return the way I recorded it. That's rad. What did you record on in that sense? Like just um, I brought a little cassette uh, recorder and uh-huh. my computer and I had a metal zone pedal and a synth that I bought. Yeah. That was basically it. That's awesome. And yeah, just a lot of mixing and tweaking and adding things. Your drums, I mean, there's some insane drum fills and stuff. Are those all electronic or are you actually doing some of those? Yeah, it was a mixture of like a real drum set and some electronic drums. And a lot of it's both at the same time. Sure. Reverb and just, I don't know, experimenting, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the funnest parts about listening to the record uh, other than you know, the obvious part, which is like, the chorus is the title, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, like Uh it's coming. Um, but listening to the production and I, and I'm not a production nut, like I, I know very little. Um, but hearing the, the kind of blend of that DIY garage, you know, literal garage band style mixed with your objective, stylistically for this record you know mm-hmm. was really awesome and I, I think it's interesting that you you didn't just play but you actually managed to capture a feeling that felt like something you know one has has heard before and uh all along the way you you were still doing it as you say totally diy yeah it wasn't too hard <laughs> it wasn't too tricky it was pretty simple yeah layout yeah well what is your um well, i mean what are your feelings on you know melodic guitar sections like you use so often in your songs melodic guitar hooks mm-hmm. and and they're so straightforward and they pop out so much that they you know, everybody hears them like, and I guess this from, from reviews, like I said, seeing reviews that, uh, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is intentional. But is it, I mean, do you feel like, oh, I have to have another thing here. So I'm going to create a, I guess it's half and I don't know. Some songs it's derived on those hooks. Mm-hmm. Some songs it's not at all. And they just came in the recording process. Totally. Yeah. So I guess it's a half and a half. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess on this record, it was more song first, then guitar. Right. But there, I think there's maybe two that were hook-based. I don't know. Right. It's you had of, something you wanted to create a song. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a mixture of both. And mm-hmm. for me, I feel like I get in a flow once I get some of the songs going. Mm-hmm. It's I can get in that zone quick. And gives you feed an off of like yeah. the you know stuff that I'm just recording right there in the moment. Yeah, which to me is super fun. I I, I love doing that. I've, yeah, um, some of those songs were put together, the pieces and the layouts were put together just right when I was sitting down ready to make the first track. You know, totally. Yeah, and then you feel so. grateful when it comes together. Yeah, or or recording. bad when it's it turns into a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's it's gone both ways. Sometimes it's you think it's going to work and then it doesn't really work. And something that you start like, oh, this is this is actually the tempo and the type of song that I, like I w- had in mind, and then you finish the recording, and I'm not feeling that song. Yeah, 
That happens too. But I mean, just, I guess you never know unless you try. It just happened to me this week. But trying, you know, is the fun part. Totally. It's like making babies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't even mind if it doesn't work out. For me, it's like a a weird um, closure. Yeah. It's done. That song's not going to happen. Pfft, set it aside. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and the weird thing about that is like those songs, you can, you can burn a song and it, it's like feral ground months later it'll something will rise from the ashes that's yeah, like totally. just like it yeah but now it's a little more fully realized or it just works uh-huh that's the yeah, fun that's, that's every time i burn a song i i, I get kind of you know a sadistic little pleasure yeah because i'm like oh that's gonna come back yeah i feel like it else. never fully evaporates it's yeah lingering in the back of your head oh that one mm. thing i tried that one time i was I was working out. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know. Now I look better. Uh, um, what? So you grew up in Orange County. What did your? Uh, were you an only child? Uh, I have a little brother. Oh, you're you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Not that old, you know. He's two and a half years younger than me. Uh huh. Three years. You think that lends years. to the control freak thing? No, I mean, I don't think I'm a control freak. It's just more, I th- I'm just maybe overly passionate or, yeah. you know, I, I really love music and yeah, I take my songs seriously, but I also don't take them seriously at all. So I, don't, yeah. I don't know if control freaks are a thing. I just, I really like recording. Yeah, you meant more in just in the studio. I guess in the in a recording sense, it's, you know, I don't, like, I, I like driving the car i don't like being <laughs> yeah. a passenger no me you know? too yeah so no, it's I'm... just similar kind of like i'd rather be behind the dials than someone else but yeah you know it goes both ways it's nice being on both ends i'm the same way and i was the youngest so mm. but i do tend to notice that there's like a similarity i'm very surprised when i meet entertainers that especially are front men or front women that are middle children mm. I'm very like whoa what's going on because <laughs> it's like it happens and it's happened on this show but like i I think it's really surprising because it's usually like the youngest who's starving for attention or the oldest who's like, I'm driving this boat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. Maybe it's a little too much analysis into something that's, you know, relatively simple, like the need to create art. (laughs) No, there's, there's some, uh, some reason there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, um, what were things like when you were coming up? Uh, I loved where I grew up. I had a great childhood. Yeah. Um, were you I, deeper in the valley, Orange County? or No, I was on the, the beach. beach. Awesome. Yeah, I grew up surfing every day. Oh, my God. I would drive to high school, and it was so foggy from the beach that yeah. you couldn't see, like, two feet in front of you every morning. It was great. I, I was super lucky. Um, my school had great view of the beach. and Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um, I played music but not really i really just cared about surfing more mm-hmm. when i was younger mm-hmm. and uh, my family all my family surfed and where are they from what's your family uh, my dad's from east coast he's like mm-hmm. an old old school east coast you know 70s guy mm-hmm. jew new york totally um my mom's total you know californian born and raised in la oh really yeah yeah um, i've got a little bit of both of that so yeah, East Coast, West East Coast, Coast parents. West Coast. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, 
yeah, my my dad taught me how to play drums. He was a musician. Oh, he, that's cool. Um, a lot of the gear actually that I used, like the electronic drums and stuff, were passed down from when they moved oh, to Arizona, which is the funny right. part. They moved right. out there, and he was like, "I found all these uh, drum machines and weird <laughs> shit that I used that's in the cool. '80s. Do you want it?" Yeah. I was like, "Nah, I don't know if I'll ever use that." And then two years later, I'm driving back to their house using all of it. Right. But um, that's awesome. But yeah, no, it was, it was cool. I've been supportive. Uh, it was kind of a small town, but it was so close to LA at the same time. It was mm-hmm. it's a weird place to grow up. It's yeah, very suburban. It all feels but... like one big thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't feel like I grew up in a small town, but it was like everyone kind of knew each other there. Right. But it was so crowded, but so many tract tracked homes that it was weird. It was a weird yeah. place to grow up, but it was it was fun and. And I had supportive friends and family, and yeah. and uh, it was cool. Um, when did you discover that you were, you know, gonna do something with music, or was it your intention from a young age? Or, um, I guess first mainly I was just in a band with my friends, um, like and we in just high liked, yeah, like right after high school. Oh. Um, I was in Orange County maybe a year after I graduated, mm-hmm. just kind of in that period. I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out, you know, that weird period mm-hmm. where you're like, who am I? What am I going to do yeah, it's pretty with freaky. my life? Mm-hmm. And I was young and confused, and I just wanted to surf, but I, I wasn't good at surfing. I wasn't like, you know, like gonna go super good. Yeah, sure. it, was just, it was a hobby. and I, It's a great hobby. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know, and I played drums, mm-hmm. and I wrote some stuff kind of at mm-hmm. that time period I was goofing around with recording and writing and figuring that out and I was just playing in a band with my friends and that's what moved me to LA um, was me and my friends like let's get out of Orange County and yeah go to the city and where there's you know stuff going on and yeah it's cheap LA was really cheap in 2010 I it was. Think it was yeah yeah was it was like cheap man moved uh, so was that like a move to like Silver Lake uh, we moved to Echo Park in 2000, sure. end of 2010. Which is a lot cheaper then, too. Than yeah, I mean, we, we got a house um, where we had a basement. We would, you know, set up all of our stuff, and we could mm-hmm. play as loud as we wanted, and it was cheap. I think I was paying, like, $300 a month for rent or something like that. 2010. And, uh... Oh, I think it was, like, 2012 that we went down there to record our first record at King Size. Mm-hmm. And that's an Echo Park, right? I think it's on the outskirts, yeah. It was that uh it was that April that around Easter there was like an earthquake. Oh yeah, I remember that. And my band had gone to go get booze from the liquor store and they're in one of those Echo Park liquor stores. Oh where, yeah. And uh all of a sudden, the shelves start swinging back and <laughs> yeah. forth. Yeah, that's and scary. The store owner was losing his mind because all of his glass bottles. Oh my were god! Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, that's insane. But in LA, yeah. you'd think that you would like figure out a shelving system that would work out better. For yeah, there's a good amount of earthquakes, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. like a pretty common thing. It is. Yeah, you'd think you can like, you get used to them. Put some of that. Uh, double-sided tape or i don't know or <laughs> just like a lip or something yeah that something holds that holds the bottle back. i should think i've seen that at some stores I, I they just started doing that with soda bottles yeah at like grocery stores like safeway yeah smart 
Yeah. There's so much inventory. It's, it would be a nightmare. It's just all of it was broken. Especially for those like independent little shop yeah, owners. Totally. Liquor store owners. Yeah. Which is weird that there's still liquor stores in California because they've had liquor in grocery stores for so long. Yeah, it is weird. And like Walmart, or not Walmart, I mean it's in Walmart, but like Walgreens too. Mm-hmm. I used to get so excited when we'd cross over the border into California on tour and be able to go into Walgreens and Reading and like mm. buy some booze. Yeah. It was very, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a thing. And now it's almost like that with weed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. We've come a long way. Do you smoke weed? I uh, used to. I don't. Not anymore. I, uh, I never have. What made you stop? Um... I think it was a weird existential crisis. I think it actually, I used to be like a total habitual, like I had to smoke every three hours. I had, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was like, that. you're like pro- highly productive. Yeah. I mean, up until I was like 19, basically oh. once real life hit me where I was like, yeah. what, who am like, what am I doing here? You know? Oh. And I, st- it, it, and I don't know. I feel like we started turning on me and I started just getting too anxious and getting in my own head too much. Which is like right around the time you start playing music too. That's yeah, crazy. seriously, and and that that's what made to me. I just kind of stopped from there. Yeah. Um, it, and I, yeah, I mean, I haven't smoked in a long time. It's been a few years for sure. Wow. But um, yeah, I think it was just. I think it started my existential crisis, stopping smoking pot. Wow. <laughs> and now I'm like still trying to figure that out. No, that's. So. That's really cool to hear, though. I mean, I don't have anything against weed. I've just never enjoyed. Not never. I've just never fully subscribed to the enjoyment that comes from... Yeah, it's very the... disconnected. It's a very... Yeah. And if you are a person who has like a kind of a control issue in your own yeah, mind... Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. No. No. Yeah. Like I can't let go fully that way. Unless it's like a... I've had like that Jack Herrera sativa where it's just like a hot, you know, fun oh, head yeah. high and you're yeah. just silly... Yeah, I, I'm yeah, and different strains are different too, you know. They are. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I'm, I used to be way, like, really into that shit. I was, I always <laughs> like anything purple. Like that was, that was it, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah. Like body high stuff. Um. Yeah, I was more into to body high and less yeah. of a mental, you know, spinny high. I never liked that stuff. Well, I don't like a spinny high. I don't. I don't know that I've smoked enough to get there, but like, I don't like. I feel it all throughout my body. Yeah. If I have too much of, what is it, that strain? Indica. Indica. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, uh, any edibles? I'm just oh, like, yeah, oh, edibles are a whole nother... I'm going to sleep now. Yeah, that's like, should be a whole nother drug, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that should be considered something else. That shit's insane. They've talked about that, yeah. About, yeah. kind of like, classifying it as something different. Yeah, it's just insane. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I'll never do edibles ever again. It's too intense, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, like, yeah. gotta be... I kept telling myself last time I did... And this was a lot while ago, but last time I ate brownies, I was like, this has got to be what, like, heroin feels like or something. This, I, this is... Ins- <laughs> like, I, you, I can't get any higher than I'm, I am now. Yeah. It's not possible. You know? Like, I felt like I was going to die. I was on the verge of dying or something, you know? I've heard about that. And I've heard about that from perma stoners who are like, you know, have really high tolerances. Yeah. And they have an experience like that. And it's like a coming to Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange, yeah. Uh, well, 
you've been on a uh, a pretty good tour uh, of the West Coast. What what is the you know, we talked about the making of next record being in concept right now, but what's um up for you coming this fall this winter? Uh, well, we're doing the, this is actually the last show tonight in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and then we are p- doing a record release show in LA. Um, That's right, September second. Yeah, yeah. And then I think we're going to be going to Austin in September. I'm not quite sure. Oh, killer. Um, yeah, it's kind of up in the air. Oh, for PsychFest? No, just to go. No? Yeah, just to do some dates out there. It's um, better, actually, sometimes when you go to Austin and you're not playing a Yeah, festival. Austin's a great town, man. It's, it's great. a fun town, yeah. Yeah, great rock and roll city, for sure. But it's a drive, so you're waiting to hear, like, what else you'd have lined yeah, up. Yeah, I have a booking agent friend who helps yeah. in, you know, Austin and Tucson, El Paso, Phoenix. And there's so many stops in between there. Yeah. And, um... I'm being pushed to tour, but I don't like touring very much. It's not mm. my favorite thing to do. What um, is it that you don't like about it? I just don't like traveling. It's, you know, I hate sitting in a car all yeah. day long, not yeah. being able to move around. I hate not sleeping in my own bed. I hate not, you know, having my own bathroom. Just every, you know. Right. It's stressful. I guess it. it's, this tour has been great. It's been fine. It just depends on the situation. Like yeah. long tours, I guess I really don't like anything more yeah. than a month. I I can't. I think a month is too long. Yeah. I mean, I uh, my the longest tours I've been on were a month, and I just no, I don't want to. Yeah, it's one other it. level of uh, of life. Two weeks is like, let's just do yeah, that's two tops. weeks, go home, and then do another two weeks. That's yeah, that's kind of what I told my, the booker. That mm-hmm. let's do small, really small stuff. Like let's go to Seattle. Right. Let's go to Austin. You right. Know? Um, we can, you know, fly to New York and do some shows, you know, exactly. just small things like that. Exactly. Not, you know, six weeks, every city in the country. It's just too much. Yeah. For, for me, I guess on personal level, it's just too stressful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. But... No, I understand. I, I have my own reasons for not wanting to be on the road all the time, but you know, I admire the guys that do yeah I mean, some too. people that's, just love being respect. out there yeah, all the time that's hard work man oh, it's it's an gnarly existence yeah it's tough <laughs> it's very tough the west coast is cool but besides san francisco to portland that that yeah. stretch is pretty that's unfortunate it's uh yeah mm-hmm. philosophically long like what yeah what's going on we're still in california yeah <laughs> it's beautiful though it's 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 cool no, uh, getting up through like northern california into oregon into like southern oregon though until you get to the those mountains and like ashland or whatever it's just it's pretty gnarly it's just yeah it's a long drive yeah it's a long one yeah i wish there was somewhere to stop i guess you could stop in ashland or uh redding redding yeah there's some stuff you can do there i guess It's, it's it's kind of an interesting town um you know, it's sort of like all you can see of it when you stay there is just like the motels that are near yeah, the exactly. highway. So there's not that much to look into. Yeah. Uh, I've funny enough, I've actually known a couple of musicians who have come from Reading. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Reading's kind of. I mean, I only go there to like sleep in the motel. Exactly. There's a good Sonic <laughs> Burger. Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna go like yeah, exactly. In There's and like out. A Chevron, <laughs> yeah. decently priced gas. Right, uh, you're not gonna uh, play there. 
Um, I've never, I've never played Ashland, but I know that's the thing that you can do when you're. Yeah, I suppose they had a friend who just moved there. Yeah. And started a venue. Really. Of some sorts. He's recently. He's just like. You know, do that like this winter. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I have a kid, want to buy a house, and it's just made sense and be cool. It's such a cool city. It's such a the it's location a is city. Uh, such a great location. Yeah. It's a little hippie city too because totally, it's a little yeah. education town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, and then it's you, nice. and then you played Eugene. Yeah, Eugene's great. Which Eugene is a little weird in the summer because it's a college town. Yeah. So how did that go? What was that show? I love it, man. Eugene's one of my favorite cities in the whole country. Really? Maybe my favorite city. Yeah. Really? I really love it there. That's yeah. wild. What What was your experience with you? Um, I just before? I just like it. I don't know. I like the like old school, you know, diner guys been frying eggs for like seventy years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an old, you know, it Amer- is like an Americana, old Americana like small. city, and it's there's no traffic. It's yeah. quiet. Yeah, um, I love the built the architecture. I love the culture. I love the river that flows through there. That's fascinating. I love everything. There's like not one thing I don't like about Eugene. That is amazing. That's a first for me personally in my life. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I've never met it. a person who loves Eugene. I mean, I've met people who love their school. They love, you know, and they like Eugene for that reason. Yeah. But all the reasons that you just named, I totally understand, but they're completely unique to <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. So weird. I mean, maybe it's because I grew up way down south. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's cool to me that there's, oh my, there's trees and it's, seasons and yeah, it's yeah. cold and hot and it's yeah. not the same temperature and palm trees every day. It's, I, you know, you know what I, I like that. driving, you know what I like about Eugene is driving yes, tomorrow when you are driving, um, South right before you get to Eugene, there's, it's, it's just all farms, but then all of a sudden there's all these like unique hills, mm-hmm. you know, we here on the West coast, we call them cause we have real mountains, so we don't just call them mountains in Kansas, they yeah. call them mountains, but <laughs> yeah. they they're unique little hills. Yeah. And there's like their own type of rock formation. Like you have when you go uh, up and down the one or the 101 in California. Yeah, you totally. know, when you get to like San Luis Obispo and those like those hills are so yeah. unique to Definitely. that area. It's the same thing like mm-hmm. right around Eugene. Yeah. Right for cool. it. Yeah. Something's, there's some it's magic beautiful. there. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There's something to, to you know. Set, uh, feast your eyes on which yeah. in that kind of terrain there so rarely is you yeah know? and there's there's a great music scene there man it's like the it's a very pure music scene well because it, it's, it's it's always refreshing because of the yeah, there's always bands it's it's very house party oriented yes. and supportive and yes it's just really inspiring so i've actually thought of moving there seriously just because that's i that's what i like like that kind of mentality Rather that would than be a city mentality. You'd yeah. always have new band members because they would change every two years. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's going to school at what time? I guess yeah. I played a house party. Uh, we went down to. Uh, what's the name of the town? It's just it's just like an hour north of of Eugene. I played Eugene a lot, but Salem. It, yeah, it's right by Salem, but it's where um, Oregon State University is. And oh, the, is that Oregon the, City? The, the Beavers. No, it's not in Oregon City, but it is near Salem. And and we played there, and I was like 29. And 
it was just so weird <laughs> going down there to play a radio show and then they're like, we were on tour too and so it was our first stop and they're like uh do you want to you want to stay you know like at our house tonight you know like college mm-hmm. practically fraternity but it was just a college house and we're like uh sure you know free place to stay yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just like 10 years in reverse you're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you're at college parties yeah yeah <laughs> you know? that's funny People, I, I like that the rave? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man yeah those are fun experiences though that you totally don't, you know i mean those are like that's actually one of the best parts about touring yeah i agree it's just the you know you're gonna step foot into brand new experiences every single time yeah absolutely yeah i love that i love the support a lot i've noticed a lot of people bands outside of really big metropolitan areas are just really supportive of live music yeah there's there's no other way around it Mm -hmm. so if you're live music you traveled here to play here thank you so much yeah whereas you know you go to seattle maybe and totally oh you're playing at that venue jaded that's not yeah it's yeah like, yeah it's you know different uh, different mentality that said next time you're in seattle let me know because i'll i'll get you hooked up with a better venue cool yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of yeah um i mean that's just how it is and it's yeah. just a different mindset yeah no it's yeah. true i i've i mean I've, i feel like i've said it too much but it's like uh some of my favorite shows have been in those random towns like in the Midwest where, yeah. you, you know, you don't even know, you've never even heard of the place. And then you show up and they freak out because they're not jaded from all the touring. Yeah, it's just, coming it's, through. it's pure, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, to me, that's what it's supposed to be. Rapid yeah. City, South Dakota. That's my favorite one. Nice. That's right outside of uh, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Is right by the Mount Rushmore. Hmm. And all it has going for it, as far as like history, is that they're like a, a base town. Okay. But it's really, I mean, South Dakota is really in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's pretty rural. Know? Yeah, it's a gnarly trip out there because you go all the way through montana into south dakota yeah it's far man yeah and then but but they they're kind of they kind of have their own little hippie scene out there too where they really appreciate art so if you ever get a chance to play there it's worth it yeah if you're moving across the midwest towards chicago interesting or new york never heard of south dakota (laughs) it's awesome fun yeah it's great well, it's been fun talking with you. And, yeah, thanks for uh, having me. I dig what you're doing in a not shallow way, like in a very much honest, earnest enjoyment way. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so uh, keep it up. I'm, I'll be excited to, to see what this acoustic album turns out to be like. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it might, it might be a, a metal album. I don't know. Yeah, it might, might turn be, into okay, something. Might. I never know. Like, it's good. You never it's a, a hip hop album. <laughs>
Now that is some great pop rock music. Doesn't matter what decade you're in. Um, thanks again to Wyatt Blair. It was a blast getting to talk with him. And you should check him out on uh, September 2nd down in LA. The big record release if you're in the LA area. I encourage you to go see the show. And you can get his new record, Point of No Return, on Burger Records in the tape section, I'm sure. Uh, or you can get it from Lollipop Records. Get it digitally. Just go get it. You'll enjoy the whole thing. Every song, I can say, is enjoyable. Um, now it's time for our little thanks to the sponsor, Blumenstein Audio. Check out Blumenstein Audio for the ultimate in high fidelity single driver speakers, subwoofers, and audio accessories for music lovers. I have Blumenstein Audio com pulled up right now i'm looking at the marlin full range pair the orca full range pair the triton for your big blasting needs like wyatt blair's new record the benthic bass unit to really drive in the bass inside your whole body instead of just the eardrum these speakers are not only handcrafted here in Seattle and so beautiful to look at, but they actually make me listen to more music than I would normally, which is weird. That's a lot of music. So go check them out at BlumensteinAudio.com. B-L-U-M-E-N-S-T-E-I-N audio.com. Thank you for listening. If you like this show, please write us a review on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Have the handle BD and the Sheiks on Instagram. All right. Until the next episode.